0: Born in Punjab, I migrated here at the age of 14. Since I couldn't speak the language, I didn't have any friends, so radio was my best friend. to go to my school library, print, print out the lyrics, and just kind of read along with the headphones on. I like got the accent and the words, save enough money to get a computer, and we like some software, man. We started making these little mixtapes, just for fun. But when life got more serious and I gained more experiences, like all of that practice, became into real writing like real songwriting. so my whole thing was like I want to figure out why this rhythm work why these keys work why do they make you feel a certain way I found my home in hip-hop the people that actually were listening to hip-hop and you know from Punjabi background they liked it because we were talking about things that are actually going on mm-hmm. in the community you know like it, it was a mixed reaction uh, a lot of people didn't like it but a lot of people loved. because I want to like grow old with my art and still be proud of it when I'm older to me that's priceless man we i think we were the first one to collab with snoop
1: welcome back to the coachcast podcast my guest today is a producer and rapper from california welcome mix man sean how are you doing brother good brother how are you thank you for having me thank you for coming on i know like obviously Time differences. California. It's it's currently around six o'clock where I'm at, and and ten a.m. where where you are. So, uh, yep, thank you would. for making it happen with the time difference. It's um, I was saying just two seconds ago, like I, I didn't realize the size of America because I've had a couple of guys from New York on, and it's like four hours difference. But then you go to California, and it's eight hours difference, and it's like the size of America is freaking huge.
0: <laughs> it is. It is from California to New York is about a six-hour flight.
1: Oh wow! So
0: three-hour time difference.
1: I think you could probably cover all of Europe in that time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Europe is small. You guys got a bunch of small countries.
1: Yeah, that's it, that's it. Were you born in California or or did you migrate there early on? What What's the sort of early, no, early life?
0: Uh, I was born in Punjab. But before we begin, I just want to say to everybody, whoever's yeah. listening, and thank you for having me on here. I'm honoured no no thank and you then, man yeah to answer your question i was born in punjab and uh, i migrated here at the age of 14.
1: oh 14 why wow. yeah, so yeah. What, what was that like
0: a uh, big big culture shock because um um i really didn't even speak english when i came here because we we're from like a small village next to the city called philor so the schools I went to, they were like really the Sarkari schools, you know. <laughs> and uh, so when I when I came out here, uh, it was just a different world. Like music was different. Just you know, you come from a third world to first world, like it. It, it was a big culture shock to me. <clears throat> I couldn't make sense of it in the beginning. And uh, I had the language barrier. I had a hard time like communicating, expressing myself, you know, finding friends. It's So it was tough, but it, it, I don't regret it. Like it was a beautiful journey. Like I, um, and I, I wouldn't change a thing.
1: 100%, at 14, you probably could like still have very um, like specific memories of India as well. And I like, do, do you still have like, can you still mm-hmm. remember growing up in India as well like so what was yeah. what was that like as well
0: I mean I I remember everything I know I know the maps of like my town by heart like when I go back I don't have to look at directions I just go you know and that's why my Punjabis fluent too because I just grew up speaking Punjabi like whatever Hindi we know is from the movies yeah but th- th- that's why like when I write like, it's really hard to find English words in my songs unless I meant to put it in there, you know? Yeah. That's one of my challenges. I, I I told people to find one English word in my song, ha. It's a long song. There's not one English word in there, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, obviously if it's your first
1: language, then you you'll be fluent in it. And then, so when you were coming over, obviously, we just spoke now about like uh, having to adapt and, and where the name Sean came from and things like that so obviously a lot of adapt uh, adapting had to happen um but mm-hmm. for, for a 14 year old kid when you're going as a teenager going through that time in your life where your body changes and all of that sort of awkward time in your life I had a little be-
0: mustache <laughs> <laughs> I had like, like a mustache kicking in and uh, high school man like I went from like being a like really popular kid in India, like in my school, you know what I mean? We had a whole clique. We used to like ride our bikes, joke around all day, you know, singing songs and whatnot. When I came out, here, all of that was gone It disappeared like overnight. Like no friends, no language, like nothing, bro. Like, and um, it just took a while to get used to it, but I don't know, I took it one day at a time. Um, Something that really helped me though, was like music. Cause I was connected to music from my childhood. And when I got here, it was still music, you know, it was still rhythms. It was still like feelings and emotions, you know, but like when I heard like hip hop on the radio, uh, like it was like 98 and like Jay-Z was one of the biggest artists at the time. DMX was brand new, Tupac had just died. So it was those times. Like Tupac was out, but Tupac was the biggest artist along with Jay-Z and DMX. So like I started listening to like the radio, the song would come on. I wouldn't understand what they're saying, but that rhythm just pulled me in. It was just like the, the bass, the snares, you know, it, it spoke to me. And like, since I couldn't speak the language, I didn't have any friends. So radio was my best friend. I used to just put on my headphones, listen to it. And this was the times when... Uh, people used to have cassettes you know so I, I used to sit by the radio to actually record songs so i could listen to them on my own time not wait for that you know like a snoop dogg song would come on i would record it on a tape well, yeah. now
1: the, the struggles back in them days now you just pick up a phone and spotify Man. boom everything <laughs> shazam
0: it like you don't even have to ask if what song they say you can shazam it
1: you can type in like a lyric if you only remember one lyric you can type in a lyric now and it'll just come up with the song it's fucking nuts
0: Bro, speaking of lyrics, that's kind of how I practice my English. Cause I could read and write. Mm-hmm. Like I I knew the alphabet, like A yeah, for Apple and simple things like that. But like to, to have a full on conversation, that was tough. So since I was already into the music like that, I wanted to understand what they were saying. Cause I could feel them through their voice and their delivery. I'm like, oh, they're saying something. Yeah, yeah. But, so so what I used to do is uh, I used to go to my school library. print print out the lyrics of whatever the song was and just kind of read along with the headphones on and just pick up the accent and the words to a point where I would have like Jay-Z songs like memorized yeah and that kind of gave me the flow of like just talking to people on some like you know slang level like not like professional English
1: I was gonna say because that that'll probably be more useful for like context of a lot of words and phrases as well because like so for me it's it's sort of the opposite uh, to a certain extent i, d- I don't think uh, it's probably as extreme as your example but obviously like mom and dad being from india even my like brother everyone would speak punjabi in the house but certain words and phrases you wouldn't hear in the house you'd hear in punjabi music when you're listening to whoever it was like again cassette tapes back then was probably like binderakia or something like <laughs> that yeah so like you hear like little words and phrases and, and you can pick up the context of like Mom, what does this mean? Dad, what does this mean? Sometimes Mm -hmm. it might be a bit of a risky song, and then you ask Mom, what does this mean? You get a trapeer instead. But (laughs) (laughs) but you pick up context of uh you pick up context of certain words and phrases that you're not gonna learn at school, like like you know, like the the proper Pindu Punjabi style, like like damn words and phrases. And obviously for you it was the opposite of the of the street slang and, and, and colloquialism. So it is it is really interesting. One thing I wanted to ask just before so you you got um into california at 98
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when you were like 14 yeah so co- couple of years later obviously 9-11 happens yes what was that like because I, I spoke to a kid from new york and he obviously from new york he was very young when that happened and he said that the monday afterwards i think he went to school and it was like night and day like uh, crazy experience like his friends were some of them were no longer his friends like you could see an attitude shift towards him being brown munda was that similar for you
0: Do yeah i felt it bro it it, it was real I, I remember when it happened we we were in school it was just early morning and uh like right away it, it was felt like it, it was on the news i was in my history class and the teacher stopped teaching cause my teacher, she came from a big like military family. So like, she was very emotional. Like she stopped teaching and like school was dismissed. And like, so we went home that day and everybody was just in shock. And like a uh, couple of days later, I remember just being in school and I had a fever and I asked for a, like a note from the teacher to go home. So it's like afternoon. I'm just walking home and I got a fever. And I seen a couple of dudes pull up in like a red pickup, you know, obviously like white people. And they started screaming at me, like, oh, you terrorist, this and that, just by the skin of my color, right? Um, so like me being young, I didn't I didn't know how to handle that. So like they were throwing middle fingers at me and like cussing me out, all of this shit, you know. So I did the same thing back. I'm like, okay, if it's middle finger to me is two middle finger to you <laughs> man so as, as soon as i did that they they made a u-turn and they they came out the truck and started chasing me one of the dude had a knife in him i was no. literally like running for my life bro and like i was like probably the fastest i ever ran you know when you're running <laughs> from your life yeah it's yeah. different than like jogging <laughs> um so I, I remember like a like there was a church on the way. I like my like thought in my head, I'm like, okay, that's a place of God. God's gonna protect me. I like I try to run into the church, nobody there, and I come out. Dude grabs my shirt, bro. Like I take my shirt off and I throw my backpack away. I, I keep running. And it's like the yeah, in the afternoon, there's no people out. there. it's just me and these fools. And and then like on the next block, there was a grocery shop. Like, so I ran into there. And there was a bunch of people in there. So the the guys left Uh, and the people asked me what's going on. And I told them, so they called the cops. There was a report written, nothing happened. I even recognized one of the people and I told him who he was because he was at, I've seen him at the gym, but but nothing happened. So it, it was like a really, really scary time. Like we just couldn't just walk around. Like that really changed the world for us. Like it was already tough, but like just being brown like around here like you really have to watch your back all the time and you still do it's not like it's a safe place like you know um shit <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. i could give you stories bro like that's just one but it'd be 100%. it'd be it'd be getting out of, out of hands out here
1: yeah i think like so as i said similarly to her readers like you could feel a shift here as well in the uk but obviously with it being in america and there's that sense of there's that extra sense of patriotism in america i think than there is probably over in europe like there's like for Mm -hmm. like for country and flag and it's it's very much about being american and all that thing like it's very stereotypical what i'm saying but i feel like it was obviously a lot harsher over there but even over here i remember i was like uh, six or seven maybe um no, not even that five or six when 9 11 when happened. And I had a little goodie in it. And mm. the amount of, like, obviously, you got a goodie, and, and the people that they're showing on TV, you got uh, turbans on, you yeah. got a mini turban It's not easy. Do you know what I mean? It's not easy. So, uh-uh. but I can only imagine what it was like over there. And plus, I think, obviously, because I was five or six, you, you were a kid. And mm-hmm. kids will be kids, but like adults won't really target kids. Whereas, uh if i'm doing my maths correctly you'll be what um 18 so you're basically becoming a young man which is a lot more um a lot more risky do you know what i mean like adults can sort of look at you as a young gentleman and be like he's not a kid anymore we can sort of like pick on him a bit because of uh because of this so i can only imagine what that was like
0: yeah and we didn't have any like indians in my school either i was just one of a kind you know like Mm. uh, like we had a pretty like diverse crowd but like not not many Punjabis it was just like a, you know Mexicans, Filipinos. White. I was gonna
1: say because the, the way you're speaking and I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> sound offensive but there is that sort of like Latin American sort of uh, twang to your accent.
0: <laughs> yeah man we yeah, I mean I, I grew up with these people like basically you know
1: what, what was that like? So obviously you come to America, you, you're the odd one out because you're you from Punjab. And, but when you do settle in and you get your friends, is is it a very like, it's it's really weird sitting in the UK not having been to America. Most of my information comes from TV shows, music videos, things like that growing up. Do you know what I mean? Like you get a sort of um, glorification, especially of New York and California, because they're the two sort of the hot spots. Um, And Mm -hmm. that's where like all the movies are sort of like portraying them them areas. Is it very like, um, was the crowd mainly like African-Americans and Latin Americans? Uh, Is that safe to say?
0: Um, Like I I live in San Francisco Bay Area. Like this is like a really diverse place. We like have a bit of everything here. Like, I mean, you can find all kinds of food here. Thai food, Indian, Mexican, Chinese, Korean, like you name it. Like. So like this is a diverse place. Like so like I mean the other side of the story is like I met like along with all of these challenges I I met some like really welcoming cool like like badass friends you know mm-hmm. since high school. That like there there were certain people that were like making fun of my accent, and the way I dressed, and all of this. There were certain people that took me in. They were like, "Don't worry about what they say. You come hang out with us." you know what I mean we'll teach you English we'll hang out with you like so once I found my little group of friends who were like into music break dancing and DJing and just all of this art stuff like once I found my clique, like it got easier and it it became a lot of fun because we started just like making music together like like we, we used to live in these apartments bro like like two bedroom apartments, seven people like she was crazy, but like, man, I found these friends. Like after school, we would just jam, bro. Like, on the guitar, making songs. Like we we would make like funny songs about our teachers or like the kids in class, you know. And I had like bought a computer. Like, bro, my my, my first computer that I ever bought. Like I got tricked. Like, some dude sold it to me on the street for five hundred dollars, and I brought it home. And I plug in the cables and it wouldn't turn on bro. Like for seven, eight days, I thought I didn't know what, what was going on. I I wasn't familiar with no computers, you know, so I'm plugging it in. It's not turning on. And I'm like, I must not know what I'm doing. So like a week later, I was like, let me open this thing up. See what's up, man. I opened it up. It was full of bricks and like wrapped up in newspaper and like they put stickers on it to make it look like brand new, you know, windows, whatever. That shit was like 90 something. And, um. So that was my first lesson, like on the streets, like you really can not be trusting nobody, you know? But anyway, once I actually saved enough money to get a computer and we boot like some software, man, we started making these little mixtapes and like, you know, beats and songs, like just for fun. We, we weren't thinking that we were gonna be on the radio or like be Snoop Dogg or nothing like that, you know? But it was just a good way to spend time. And I like, even before I got my computer, like one of my first remixes was like on Saturday, they used to be like a, like Indian, uh, like a show used to come on for like an hour. I don't remember the name of it, some Namaste India or something like that. So they would play like these Indian songs on it. And I would like, let that song play on the TV. And I would put like my cassette player and record it. And i would put like, uh, like spoons and plates and, Freaking remix (laughs) (laughs) live, you know, and I mean, quality was bad, but like I was just really, really experimental from like day one. I I always was just into technology and opening things up and putting them back together. Like, you know, so so like when when we got hold of these computers, you know, we used to be in school in our computer class. A couple of my friends figured out how to get uh, Fruity Loops on our computer. Man. game changer <laughs> from there it was no stopping bro like we were we would remix everything make our own songs like we we made a song about our teachers the people that we used to work for like just comedy just yeah, comedy yeah. you know just being funny and kids and uh from there i just got a lot of practice of like just making tracks and so like that was just like practicing like writing whatever but when life got more serious and I gained more experiences, like all of that practice became into real writing, like real songwriting. Mm-hmm. So it, from, it, co- from comedy
1: to, to actual serious lyrics.
0: Like, yeah, to like what well, you would consider, like consider a real song, you know?
1: Yeah. No, but you say that, but I think that there is like a genre of, of comedy songs now. Do you know what I mean? There are certain artists who like, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy called um, Michael Dapper in the UK. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. His, I think his rapper name is Big Shaq. He mm-hmm. did that song called uh, Man's Not Hot. You,
0: okay, I, okay, I've heard something like that.
1: Yeah, so like he he's, <laughs> he's a comedian, but he's got his like, uh, he's got his like rapper name is Big Shaq. And as Big Shaq, he does a lot of mm-hmm. comedy songs. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there are yeah, them, yeah. them sort of uh, artists out there as well. But go- going back to, I know we're, we're jumping all over the place here, but I sort of want yeah, to talk yeah, about, we are. <laughs> but but
0: it's, it's it's gonna be a long podcast,
1: bro. We're gonna <laughs> need to <do> series. <laughs> it's it's cool. It's cool. It's it's a natural conversation. This is how natural conversations go. Is is uh, like I I want to sort of know when you were in India, was music as accessible to you then, or was it? Mm-hmm. What were the influences? What we listened to in back in India?
0: Like uh, yeah, bro. Music was part of my like childhood as soon I was born because I was born in a pretty musical family. Okay, like, uh, my nana ji, he he was a really poetic guy, you know, and so growing up watching him, like even my nanny used to do kirtan. like my mom writes, my dad used to play tabla and harmonium at the Gurdwara. So, so like both sides of the family were just like heavily into music, like my mama ji, he was a singer. And like, when when my grandpa like in the evening he would um after work you know he would have a little peg shag and like he, he would start spitting his poetry and like and like the effect he had on people i would like just be shocked like it, it was just magical you know he would just say things and people would cry or smile like he would change the mood you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: like some of the shit, like he wrote was like because he used to drink and he, he used to say this one thing like you know, things yeah. like that. He had another one called um oh. Jabtuk Pasa Angandoli, Jabna Pasa Laboli. You know what I mean? old school little sayings and it yeah. resonates.
1: Yeah.
0: No, like yeah man he a lot more like that was his thing he would just get on the banjo in the evening and sing and like uh you know my mama g and like uh, other people my cousins would join start playing tabla harmonium like and uh, it was just a really like a poetic environment you know like spiritual environment like um nani would tell us like you know sakis and like stories with morals and like Mm -hmm. and uh we really didn't listen to too much Bollywood. It was just really, really just like, uh, like the pure stuff, you know, like the qawalis the sufi stuff, folk, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, things with message. We weren't allowed to listen to no garbage. Like that was, you know, so we listened to like Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan, like Ata Khan, you know, and we, we, we always read good poetry. It was just all around us. So that's why the quality of my music shows too you know.
1: 100% and as like as we were chatting just before the podcast started like um I think that happens a lot with the sort of artists in general in in our culture isn't like from our background there's mm-hmm. a lot of like um a lot of it does start from you know playing Dabla at the godwara learning there from the giannis and stuff similar to myself mm-hmm. um and then yeah. sort of like Progressing onwards, but you get that, and even like um, artists and paintings. So I, I was saying on a previous podcast before, like at our godwara, there was a massive painting of Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how tall it was, but it was probably three or four of me. Do you know what I mean like it was huge, yeah. huge, yeah. and. um You'd be sitting there as a young kid, and and you'd always spot little details. Do you know what I mean? You'd just be sitting there because oh, it's not yeah. big. Every time you go there as a kid, you'll see like, oh, there's a soldier in the background here. Oh, there's yeah. a there's a bird in the background here. Oh, there's these people and, and like all these little. But that has an impact because mm-hmm. when you grow up, as a person in my. God, what I could become an artist from looking at that one painting and you know, it intriguing yeah. them so much. A person could go on and become a, a music, like musically an artist because the gianni taught them how to play a tabla or a, a vajra yeah. or taught them how to sing kitin and, and, and things like that. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people from our background is either it's like external. And I think I, I'm a bit of mixed because I, I did obviously listen to a lot of hip-hop and things at the same time when I was young because I have older siblings so whatever they would listen to would be what I would be listening to even though I was probably too young to be listening to like 50 cent mm-hmm. at the age of like six or whatever <laughs> but but <laughs> then you go to the godora and you hear the music there and you're surrounded by it um yeah. when you're in India though obviously as you said there like you, you had no like affiliation to hip-hop or anything there's no hip-hop in India oh. And then when you come to America, hip hop's like the first thing you gravitate to. And I've I've asked this to a couple of music guests I've had before, because it, I always find this really intriguing is why Punjabis gravitate to hip hop. Like, I, it seems like it's the one like sort of English speaking genre that pretty much every Punjabi just gravitates towards. I don't know
0: if it's musically yeah. there's something similar, but
1: I, I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't
0: it? It's the rhythms, bro. It's the rhythms yeah when they hate that you feel it in your heart like when the toll plays or that drum kick hits like you there's no way you cannot feel it you know if you're a musical person so i I think that's what unites us is is the rhythm and the just the mood you know like like music doesn't have a language you know language is Mm -hmm. for us to communicate but when it comes to music without words you can still feel it there's still Mm -hmm. emotions in there so whatever you're feeling from that from whatever you hear like and you try your best to put it in words whatever language you know so for me it's punjabi so when i hear like a beat i i try to like explain what the beat is saying to me as as best as i can you know so i i think that's the connection just the rhythm you know like rhythm is what really unites us i guess
1: yeah i thought thought, like that's what i was thinking when i was growing up as well as like you, uh, gravitate towards soss uh, not sos 808s I should be saying <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was saying save our souls over here sos <laughs> no um the 808s in in that hard beat and most of the time i feel like so obviously i said i, I played double R but then shortly afterwards i got a doll well my brother had a doll and then i played it when he wasn't in the house and mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time you could you can play like a child to to most hip-hop beats as well so like there must be something like um in that as well, like some sort of connection, like you'd be able to play like a good rhythm on the tola or tabla towards like a, a hip hop people as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, like a little sidebar, like when I was in India, like my my mama, he's like, a his name is Guldeep Kadir. He's a classical singer. Um, I, I've done a lot of music with him. So like when I was growing up, I was around him a lot. And I would ask him like on the harmonium because he, he would kill it on the harmonium and I used to watch him play, I'd be like, Oh, can you teach me a song or something like a rag or something? And he would say to me, like, if, if I teach you one rag or one song, that's like giving you one flower, by tomorrow, it's gonna be dead. <laughs> he said, I'd rather give you a harmonium like this is a garden, like you can grow as many flowers as you want, but you got to put in work. Wow, so, that's,
1: that's powerful
0: yeah so he gave me the harmonium he's like do what you want he's like it's gonna come from you he's like i'm if i just give it to you like this spell it out for you that's all you're gonna get but he's like i'm I'm gonna give you a seed so you can have a thousand flowers
1: that's 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 very powerful yeah that's a really good saying it's similar to that like give a man a fish you eat for a day give teach a man a fish yeah yeah yeah. but that's probably a nicer way because flowers uh, (laughs) are Flowers, you can grow endless amounts of flowers. They
0: you know? <laughs> keep <laughs> keep blooming, bro. Like they keep coming. Like it's really a really beautiful thing, dude. Like,
1: hundred like,
0: percent. I'm I'm really thankful for like having him in my life. Like early on, like he really shaped the way I think about world and like things around me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's always good to have like positive influences. You know, like people they always kind of guide you towards like positivity and. Hundred
1: percent, hundred percent, So, is that when you started learning how to play music? Then is is back then? Obviously, playing mm-hmm. the job first.
0: Yeah, yeah, i do Like, I mean, I tried my best. Like, I mean, I'm not really good at it, but like, I'm really into it, dude. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like when I hear that sound, it just something happens, bro. Like, I it's it's hard to describe, but like, dude, it, it it's magic to me. Like, there, and I've seen. Yeah, sorry, i've seen to... my uncle perform too, like the stuff that i've seen him do like to crowds it's unbelievable bro people be doing backflips <laughs> <So, Yeah>. like, <laughs> like... certain
1: instruments that just hit different like i remember um growing up so uh mani Sundu is an artist over here and um mm-hmm. when really he good. came yeah his his harmonium skills were top-notch oh, be- yeah, 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 on that there's, My Time there's album
0: there's a lot of talent out there bro
1: yeah yeah so uh, uh, certain instruments just hit different there, there's like there's things that just draw you in so for him he's incredible on the keys like uh, obviously as I say, that My Time album you could you can hear like Amani Sandhu's track very distinctly because of his vajra skills mm-hmm. and then like going forward um, do you remember that song Diamond um, yeah the Buller one and then you've got mm-hmm. the Rangi in that yeah. It, it just stick like the certain instruments that just stick out and you sort of gravitate towards sort of an instrument and
0: if it's out. well done come on now you 100%. can yeah, we yeah. like yeah there's there's some bad boys out there like doing it doing it right now and i'm so proud of them yeah like, it's a, it's right a, now like they got the best tools available to them as far as technology goes like a lot of things are easier but like if you combine that with your actual talent like sky's a limit dude like And most people are self-taught, like a very
1: few will actually uh, fall into it because obviously you fall into it at a very young age, like yourself. And it's not like people have formal education from a young age. Like, so when you got your computer and you were saying that you got Fruity Loops and things, what, how did you like learn? Was it, uh, as you said, you were writing comedy songs. Was it just, right, let's try this. And if it doesn't work, let's try that. And whatever works, keep it on. Whatever
0: doesn't sort of leave it behind. Like it it was just one day at a time, like experimenting every day. All we had was time, like nothing but time. You know what I mean? Um, Go to school, come back, and just like when you don't have too many friends to go chill out with, like all you're going to do is just sit there in front of whatever's entertaining. People used to play games and shit. Like games didn't do nothing to me. And I was like, okay, I won. It's boring, whatever. But when I made something and I still have it, that was different. Like, so I mean, I I started figuring out patterns first because my whole thing with music was I was like, man, like, I don't understand it. So I spent all my life trying to understand, like, what is this? Why is this? You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, because I understand its rhythm, but like, it, it it just wasn't enough. Like, the more I got, I was like, man, I need more. Like, so it started with simple patterns. Then like, I would listen to the patterns that Timberland was making and the bounce they had in them, like mm-hmm. the Neptunes, like everybody had their unique sound, like the Dr. Dre sound and like Jermaine Dupree, Ryan Leslie and these guys. Like, so my whole thing was like, I want to figure out why this rhythm works, why these keys work, why do they make you feel a certain way? Why does this sound happy? I was just really into the science of it, you yeah. know? So, so it was just one day at a time, experimenting every day. I, I remember one time I accidentally, like when the CDs came out, I accidentally burnt a song that I made onto a CD. Okay. It was a big day. I was like, I was like, what? Well, like this could happen. Like, it was just one song. Like, accidentally I burnt it on a CD. I was just trying to figure it out. And it did this thing. CD popped out. You know, back then it used to take like 48 minutes to burn like a song. It was like, people don't even know what burning CD is right now. I bet you. No, no.
1: Like, well, they also
0: yeah. <laughs> streaming.
1: Maybe, maybe. But honestly, like, I remember when I got my car, I had an MP3 CD player. On my my second car. So my first car didn't. My first car, I could only have like a normal CD. So it only had like 12 trucks on, yeah? And then my second car, I remember it was a VW Polo. Nice (laughs) little runaround, yeah? But I thought I was a dog's bollocks (laughs) with that car. I had an MP3 CD player, game changer. Went from 12 trucks, like, To almost a thousand. albums. Oh my God. And it had this thing, yeah. It had this like adjustable cup holder that would come through the dash. So you would click this little button, it would come out, you get your McDonald's cup, put it in and you could push it back in so it would close into it. I was like, yo, I'm chilling. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: life is good. (laughs) I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) You got all your music on one CD. Yeah, dude, those were the days, man. That was it, that was it. So what was that like? So you put your music on a song and you're thinking... Holy shit, this could be something. Do it. Like, I mean, we weren't thinking that far. We were just thinking, oh, I can't wait to go to school and show it to my friends. Uh yeah, five <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, look what I did. Check this out. You know what I mean? That was it. Like showing and they'd be like, cool, you know. That's how the name came about too. Like, like the mixman name, it comes from this keyboard that I had. Like in, in school, I got a job and I saved up enough money to get, get this keyboard from Guitar Center. And the keyboard was made by this company called Mixman Technologies. <laughs> so, so, like, it, it was those days where, like, uh, like Gmail was like brand new, right? So you had to make it make like a, I think it was AOL or Gmail, one or the other. You had to make a screen name. And I, I couldn't decide what my name was going to be. So I just looked at the keyboard. I was like, okay, it's going to be Mixman Sean. <laughs> you know what I mean? 100 that's where it came from. But at the end of the day, I, I was mixing stuff up, you know. Uh, I was mixing, like, uh, songs and stuff for my friends to dance to or whatever, you know what I mean? Like in, in, like, in break time in high school, like, all the kids used to break dance and I used to provide those mixes for them. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, know? need,
1: you need the dances and you need the music. Go, yeah. Going back to when you were saying, like, the Dre's, the Timberlands and, and all these producers, because you obviously are a writer as well, you Mm -hmm. were producers so was it were your influences the um the rappers or were they the producers or was it a mix of both did you like at the same time as you're like thinking of producing and making these beats at the same time are you focusing on your lyrics or was it producing first lyrics second or lyrics first producing second
0: um when it when it comes to lyrics i didn't take myself serious because i was just joking around in the beginning Okay. And even music, I was just learning. I never thought like, oh, I'm this or I'm gonna be that, whatever, right? It was just like music was just part of my life from day one. And when I when I moved to America, like it was missing. So I just spent all my life chasing it because it was real love there, you know? Mm-hmm. So so my main thing was just like figuring out what, what music is doing. And since there was I was surrounded by so many good writers in my family. I never wanted to like step in the lane because you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's like it's, it's like, whoa, like I'm really against some really, really good writers. Like my, my older cousin used to write songs, still does. Like um when we went to school together in India, like on Saturday, it was it used to be like a half day. And it used to be for the kids to just kinda like showcase their talent. And my my cousin was one of the guys that would go on stage. Every Saturday sing a song, tell a joke or something. And but he would write the song. It could be a comedy song. He would put the teacher's name in there. So like he became my inspiration, like me being a little kid and, and just watching him and get he, the reaction he would get from the kids and the teachers. Like that like inspired me to kind of do similar stuff he was doing, but it was just funny comedy. Like, I would, like when I say comedy, like, do we come from like a bunch of comedians? Like, around me like my whole family like my mom's hilarious like everybody around me like pretty funny right so so growing up it was just like let me see the funniest thing i could say to make people laugh in a song whatever so it was that but when it came to music like yeah i was trying to be like a timberland a pharrell type of guy you know what i mean because those man because the way they combined like Indian sounds with like hip hop beats, like it oh, yeah, spoke to yeah. me, you know. Like yeah. especially Timberland, he was really into the Indian sound. Yeah. So like like the way Timberland likes Indian music, that's the way I like hip hop. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: yeah, reverse. Yeah, honestly, he's. I've seen videos of him of like um, and he po- he still posts it on his Instagram. There'll be, um, you know like the the Gyanis, obviously who are doing Keithen and things, and he'll just post it on his Instagram like every couple of weeks or something whenever he finds sources of inspiration but yeah I remember there were stories as well of like Tim Berland, um he, he used to go to like um Southall Broadway or he had like people who would come to South Or Broadway and 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 like go to the music shops there and would literally just have like suitcases of like vinyls cassette tapes or whatever of albums that were that like full of Indian songs and it's really cool because when you see somebody like that who influences your music like as I say, when I was growing up, I think um, "Crimea River" was a massive song. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, me? Just I mean, And then <laughs> you're thinking, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you listen to like you find out a bit more about Timberland. You're like, yo, this guy likes Indian music, and you get that sense of pride because, as we were saying, like, it sometimes it's hard to fit in.
0: It speaks to you.
1: And it speaks to you, yeah. But it's it's hard to fit in, and when you get that sort of reassurance that, look, like, you should be proud of where you're from because Mm -hmm. these guys are making massive hits and using your music like there's that sort of
0: uh, reinforcement uh, I guess you could call it yeah like do me coming from like a family of writers and like good singers and musicians like for me it was hard to find my place because like I don't have a singing voice I can't hit hard notes it's like so I, I I'm not considered a singer I'm not considered a rapper or producer like I'm like to be honest I'm just a student like I'm still learning and I'm that's how that's what how I want to keep it too I want to keep learning but like I had to kind of like make my own place you know because I really can't sit with the singers and be like I'm a singer like I'm good off of that like you know or sit next to producers and be like I do this now nah, bro, I'm just learning you know but but like still like the love is there I, I, I like what it does to me I like what it does to people. Like. And, and I, I know I have a gift, so I just kind of like really had to like sit with it, spend enough time with it to a point where like it, it just spoke to me by itself. Like things started happening, life got serious, I started seeing things that like kids shouldn't be seeing, you know what I mean? So like life got really, really crazy, like, bro, I'm in America, this shit is wild out here, you know, so. So when life became dark, like the lyrics became dark and like, man, like when I started putting those on beats and like, people started giving me response, like, Hey man, this song made me feel better. It it helped me get through my day. I listened to every day. Like when I started getting feedback like that, it just showed that like, Hey, like there's something there. Like not only is helping me get through my life, but it's also helping other people. It may not be like thousands of people but enough people for me to keep doing it you know so and and once I get a certain idea out of my system and I live a little bit more life then i have some more to say yeah and i'm not one of those guys just saying things to say thing i'm gonna say if I if it needs to be said you know what I mean and i'm gonna say it in a way where like nobody else can do what I do like it's just me out here like you well know.
1: that's it that's that's why like um all artists i think have have that sort of like it's that beauty is in the eye the beholder sort of thing that like, everybody's going to see your art differently but your art is mm-hmm. unique to you as well so when you're writing your lyrics and when you're producing a beat nobody else can do that do you know what I mean that mm-hmm. like, it's 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 unique to you if you're putting your raw emotions in if you're putting your experiences in like that yeah. is that's mixed man sean music nobody else yeah. can copy that
0: just like my uncle said it's it's just a new flower dude like organic it it just it happened because it it had to happen like I couldn't force it to come out of me like but when the time is right I can't stop it yeah and it's effortless bro like when I'm in the studio and I'm making a beat sometimes I don't even know how I made it bro it just be like (laughs) autopilot oh dude like it really autopilot like when it happens it just happens when I'm forcing and I'm trying, first of all, I'm bothered. Like, I don't really like doing that. And and it doesn't turn out good, I don't enjoy it. Because I did a lot of projects I didn't even enjoy because I was just like under deadlines and weird pressures by a bunch of weirdos that don't know what they're doing. And you know what I mean? Like, come on, <laughs> man, World world is full of fools and shit. But I had to let that shit go, man. And like really just dig deep inside me there's a monster inside me that wanna come out all the time. Like I had to unleash it, you feel me? Like, and so I had to kind of basically focus on myself and and see what I'm saying, you know, like whether it's beats or lyrics or or you know whatever.
1: You hear like um obviously artists talk about that as well. Like it's in like um sort of I guess writers block, but just uh-huh. overall in music, sort of like I guess producers blocker you could call it as well. Yeah. H- how like how often is it the case where everything's flowing is which one's like more where is it more rare to have a writer's block or is it more rare for everything to be flowing or is it quite
0: equal um i don't know usually okay i mean i like i said i, I don't force it so when it comes to the block thing I'm, I'm i'm only gonna make something if it's already like in progress or something like <laughs> I, I never really decide that, like, I'm going to sit down and make this. I usually just kind of freestyle it and let it flow. So, um, and if it's not happening, it's not happening. I, I'm happy to put it to the side and just, like, do my thing. Um, be- Because my whole thing is, like, I love this thing and I want to enjoy it. If I have to force myself, it's no point. Like, why? Nobody's holding a gun to my head be like, make this. No, 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 no. I do it because I want to. I love it. You know so th- these blocks and stuff like they come and go man like but but i don't know when the, when the magic happens it just happens bro like and i try to keep my environment clean i like keep my head clear and like you know what i mean i keep my heart pure like and like all of these things like man i don't know it, it just it just be happening bro when it needs to happen it happens like but you do have to live some life like you really can not do this 24 7. like I don't know. Like the more life you live, the more you're gonna have stuff to share. You know your experiences. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You gotta go out in the world and have the experiences to be able to write about them and produce the songs. It's, it's that for balance. real, dude.
0: You gotta go go talk to some people, man. Like, yeah, definitely. Like I, there's a bar in one of my songs. Like it goes, "Um, the kia dunia hi zindagi kya yo right and that came from me talking to some like some homeless dude just on the street because here i am talking about like i got problems and this and that but i really have a roof over my head food on my table you know tea in my hand i'm chilling like (laughs) and i'm worried and and like i'm stressing and there's a dude just hanging out on the corner like he got nothing he's homeless i talked to him for two minutes all of a sudden he made me feel better like he had the whole world in his palm, dude. Like, I'm like, dog, how did, how is this possible? He got, he got nothing, but he got happiness. But I got a lot, and I'm still tripping. But so you, put, bar-
1: you, find that a lot, like, is, is in generally, like, so you were speaking about like the two bedroom flats earlier on, uh, mm-hmm. obviously when you first came over and things, and, and it's like times are tough. There yeah. often when most people migrate and, and then they go on to have success, that's yeah. what they reminisce about. They don't talk about oh yeah I'm in this nice fancy house right now
0: <laughs> that's
1: the time like that like, them times where they had nothing but it was just good vibes you know what I mean like you you had people coming over all the time and then people get larger houses but they become more distant <laughs> you mm-hmm. would think now there's more space to have people over you would get more people over but it was back in them days it was like two bedroom houses everybody be crammed in into them, yeah. so little <laughs> yeah, literally, you know yeah. I mean? all
0: my friends would come over, yeah, hang out, eat my mom's food. All Which, I'm, and
1: I'm not saying obviously like the the homeless guy is
0: like, uh,
1: um, obviously he's he will have his own problems because he's he's homeless. With all due respect, but <laughs> sometimes when you have too <laughs> much, too many things, you can have too many problems. It's 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 like the age old saying, do you know what I mean like there's plenty of rap songs about it?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It makes sense, dude. Like, I don't know, like. There's something about it dude like talking to people will change your perspective like even even just helping somebody like you know what i mean like like when you when you see other people go through pain and you could just be there for them for a little bit that helps you forget your problems and stuff like that's a different type of happiness too
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know so i don't know all, all of these experiences do like i i try to first of all experience that and then i try to put it in my songs and see if i can just capture it and share that emotion with like whoever wants to hear it you know so things okay. of that nature
1: <laughs> yeah no 100 yeah so going back to them sort of early days and, and you mentioned like you, you had like a group um before, when you were saying that like you were, you were making like comedy skits and things, and is 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 this when you and um, Bohemia sort of got to know each other and things, and is that like where that sort of partnership yeah. group flourished?
0: Yeah, around that time, like shortly after, like probably high school days, last year or high school or something. I actually went to school with one of his cousins, or something like that like, you know how everybody's your cousin yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think they went to the same church so like um he gave me his cd like the vich Pradesh on the cd and uh he was, he was like hey you punjabi right i'm like yeah he's like yo my cousin does punjabi raps and stuff i was like for real let me see so he gave me that cd and um i took it home and i heard it i was like oh that's kind of cool like you know what i mean i i, I really didn't really understand like his accent or his, his dialect or whatever. His Punjabi was like different than ours.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, I like what he was doing. So so I heard that CD so it, it was within the same stuff that I was doing. And I and I reached out to them. And, um, they had a show in Oakland or something like that. And uh, I went there and, and, I, and I seen the dude and I was like, I handed him a, a CD full of my beats. I'm like, hey, bro, I like what you're doing. Let's uh, let's work, you know? And I, I gave him the CD and I came home and I thought nothing of it, bro. Like I didn't even put my number on it or anything, blank CD. I didn't even tell him my name. So he took the CD home and he heard it. He liked the beats and now he's looking for me instead of me looking for him. He's like, oh, so he called the the dudes that arranged the uh, the party or whatever, the promoters. He called them. He's like, uh, yo, who's this dude that like uh, give me this CD? And they put him in touch with me. He called me and answered him. He's like, yo, this is Roger. I'm like, oh shit, for real. He was like, I like your beats and whatnot. now, you, you um. I want to work with you, and man the second day he came over to my place and we probably recorded like three songs like you know so it kind of went from there so like he came over we chilled out and immediately started making songs and like they welcomed to me to their little group or whatever like the Afghan entertainment at the time it was going on so they made me part of their clique, and we started working. And he was working on his second album, and the uh, "Passando Chaparral" album. And I basically became a big part of the group. And like, I-, I was really good with the technology. Like these guys were like older than me, like a little bit more old school. Like their style of making music was like actually playing the keyboard and recording with the mic, and like take four months to make one song. I was <laughs> banging out tracks in a day because I was on. Futuristic Pre-lips. technology. Yeah. yeah, you know, like by, by then I was, I had moved on to different uh, software, like Reason, Propeller had Reason. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, the way, when they seen me, the way I worked, hella quick, you know, just making beats and like turning over projects fast. And I really started teaching them how to do these things, like, you know, and I'm l- learning from them too. But like w- when it came to technology, I was really ahead of my shit at the time, you know so so i I, they they put me in the group and we we started performing together going places and this and that and i really helped them make that album like quicker than they would have like they probably did like most of the album in a year i did it in a month (laughs) you know what i mean and it was just like good time you know really organic and just uh i don't know we was out there promoting it man we was handing out flyers we would posting posters, you know, going to stores and mixtapes, all of this, you know, and I dropped that the CD, the mix man show. So I took a bunch of his uh, old songs remix day, took some of my uncle's song, and just made a really mixtape. And that, that thing kind of got popular, it was out there, people were bumping it. I got a lot of love from that. And the, the, the scene was on, man, It got bigger and better. And you know, he just took off from there. It was a good times, man. And like, really, I, you know, I don't got no problem with the homie. I I wish him the best for real. For it. like, you know, what it's,
1: I mean. It's funny. So, like, you're both at a time where uh, nobody is doing Punjabi hip hop. Now it's obviously it's everybody's doing it, but back then nobody's doing it. Both well, There was of these
0: no different... YouTube. There was no YouTube. There was no SoundCloud. It was,
1: so when we, was, because I've seen a few videos and it came up with like. 12 13 years ago on youtube so that's what 2008 2006
0: or uh, 2008 2009 so is is this like then as well no we we were doing stuff in 2000 2001 and stuff like that oh wow okay yeah. okay yeah like so like i mean back then it, it was not the internet it was the the cdh you really had to press up these CDs and, and all these graphics and flyers and really had to go to the stores and hand deliver them like 10 CDs at a time. Yeah, and like America's big, dude. So like, <laughs> you gotta go to Texas, you gotta send a hundred CD to New York or a few in LA. Like it was really legwork. It was no like, let me send you an MP3 or emailing. Like that came in later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, People nuts. used to mail a CDs. Like if somebody wanted to like collaborate, and they wanted to send me vocals or something, they would have to send me a CD in the mail. <laughs> it's it's funny because <laughs> like I obviously,
1: it's not that long ago. Do you know I mean it's in my lifetime, but it sounds so yeah, It just
0: happened the other day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. It's in my lifetime, but it sounds so alien. It's like, what you'd have to send a CD? Like, come on, like obviously, now it's it's so so much more advanced. and uh, people used to send me demos and stuff, like you know. G- during that time though like i'm i'm assuming that obviously he's worked together for a few years Like, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. um because there's there's one song which i think you produced i don't know if like you've got credits on it or or, or whatever but there's a song between bohemia and snoop dog so you were speaking about snoop dog <laughs> yeah. before and being one oh, of yeah, the inspirations. Yeah. may
0: not be forgetting yeah i'm a part of that song
1: Oh, like, but that must you be know, trippy for yeah. you because you, like, two minutes ago you're saying, "Oh, yeah, he was one of my inspirations. He's one of the the artists." Still, well, exactly, yeah, he's he's amazing. Uh, Snoop,
0: Snoop is one of my favorite uh, rapper, like ever. Like the his flow, his delivery, like how he's always calm and just you, you know g with it. Like, I like and, that. And then you like, get the
1: opportunity to work with him. So what was that like? Because that's fucking nuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, man, that was. That was pretty wild. Like, let me give you a fun fact about that song. That you hear that tumbi on that song? that goes, di, 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 di. So that tumbi I chopped up from uh, Dr. Zoo song. You know that song, Mitra Demitrandi? Yes. Doa doa so that, um, in the beginning of the song, there's that tumbi that goes. Di, 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 di,
1: di. Yes, yes, yes.
0: So I, I chopped that up. And I made a different pattern to go. And, and I I, I, I don't know, I was making the beat on reason, whatever sounds was available to me, we had to really just do it quickly. Cause there was pressure of finishing the album. It was one of the last songs added to it. So it wasn't like we were in the studio with Snoop Dogg. It was more like, um, there's a guy in New York, his name is Sin. He had already done the song with Snoop Dogg so he wanted to be part of Bohemian's album so he was like I'll give you the Snoop song or something like that like and uh, so basically it came from like those sources and uh, when they sent the vocals bro it was not even separated like it wasn't like the hook is separate and the ad-lib it was just like a one track so like it, it was kind of hard to work with it but like and it was on a different beat, so we we wanted to do a little, something with the Punjabi flavor, so it could be you know, so since I I I was the guy hanging around or whatever, I was the new guy. Like they got the project and they were like, they just let me work on it. Yeah. And um. Here you go. Here's some vocals from Snoop Dogg.
1: See what you can do. That's fucking <laughs> yeah. nuts. Yeah,
0: bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a little kid, but like, man, I'm glad to be part of that project, bro, bro. Like. You know what I mean? We made some history, and like we had some good times making it. Like you know what I mean? Good vibes. Yeah, Only yeah.
1: a handful of people can say that they they worked with Snoop Dogg in any. Yeah, sort of my sense.
0: my 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 catalog heavy, bro. <laughs>
1: especially like especially in the Punjabi scene. So again, going back to Timbaland I feel like Snoop Dogg's one of them characters as well who seems to quite enjoy the Punjabi sound because he obviously he's got that the song that you worked on with Bohemia. He's got um. Mm-hmm. woofer the doctor's use he's got singers king which is a bit more
0: bollywood but still i think we were, i think we were the first one to collab with snoop
1: yeah it seems like that from from the dates that i seen on like uh, obviously but again I think i think the YouTube video was posted maybe in 2008 and from yeah what,
0: yeah there that, that came when YouTube was active yeah
1: so you, this predates even that so again this is probably what 2002 2003
0: then Man. honestly i wanted to make that be a lot better if i had more time yeah. but the way things were moving bro like it, it was just like overnight hurry up because this and that because it was like at the same time we were shopping the album to different labels so we were shipping out like uh press kits to like sony universal freaking balisa doing all these fools you know that's a name I haven't heard in a long
1: time. That's a that's a <laughs> not gonna Bali Sagu. Oh my god. No
0: Bali, Bali Sagu released that project in England. Oh, did he? Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so we had to make one song for Bali Sagu too that do that dance song. Mm, and right. uh I, I did the drums on it and some other programming. Um and I even used SAG loop from Bali Sagu's like sample loops just to kind of pay homage to him. and like just to kind of be like yeah you know whatever uh just to put them in the mix or whatever so like that song bro we had to do like overnight man like because they're like yo bali wants to release the project this and that but there needs to be a dance song so the pressure was on we freaking had to make that shit overnight
1: so when when you're like shopping this the album to um Different music companies and things. Uh, I don't know how much obviously like, you know about this, but I may as well just ask the question, anyways. Like, obviously, at that time, Punjabi hip hop isn't massive. Do you know what I mean? It's again, as I say, what it, it's not what it is now, it's not like where every Tom, oh, yeah. Dick, and Harry's coming out with a Punjabi hip hop <laughs> song, but it's very much like a new, raw thing. And obviously, as more, most raw new things are, it probably got a bit of uh, backlash. Was that ever something that was? um apparent like did you did you ever get backlash for any of the the music and stuff that you were coming on oh, yeah, yeah. because it's it's very different
0: yeah nothing but bro it was a lot of love like the, the kids were enjoying it because they the people that actually were listening to hip-hop and they were like you know from Punjabi background they liked it because we were talking about things that are actually going on mm-hmm. in the community you know like um but like other like older generations they they wouldn't get it they're like uh, oh, what is this like you you know what I mean so it, it was a mixed reaction like uh, a lot of people didn't like it but a lot of people loved it mm-hmm. so you know and, and it was it, it was new and it, it, it was gonna happen regardless wh- whether we did it or not because just the way things happen you know what I mean people get inspired from each other when like you know monkey see monkey do man we, we just <laughs> intelligent monkeys at the end of the day you know what i mean i 100 I,
1: I said this before on like i think i was speaking to a producer from um australia and, and he's mm-hmm. uh quite young he's called uh, k at music and really good and he does like house edm style music because mm-hmm. that's like that's more popular in or, on australia and it's uh, everywhere like we go is up on it is that you'll find like a a Punjabi UK sound so like that garage sound like that Dr. Zeus was heavily involved in yeah 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 each 21 one back in the day um that sort of UK garage sound was very unique and then you've got the folk India sound is very unique this sort of sound coming from Australia is very all mm. of it's Punjabi but it's Punjabi UK Punjabi Punjab yeah. <laughs> Punjabi Australia Punjabi uh, America Punjabi
0: Canada obviously has been probably the the big I, I like this five years I, I, I like that that you can just tell it apart like yeah i i, I like it when you, you can listen to something and be like oh this came from there one thing i don't like it when they try to act like they're from here but they're like somewhere in Nadu or something like <laughs> or like whatever like the case maybe you know what i mean they are then Chandigarh or whatever and, and they pretend like they're from here it's like buddy bro what the fuck you know what i mean yeah, you get a lot of that as well because... Like, for me, I like it when fools are organic, bro. Like, mm-hmm. when you... You ain't got to be nothing but you, man. So speaking about that, so... We've sort of mentioned it right now.
1: Obviously, Punjabi hip-hop's huge. Karan Aujla, Sidhu Musiala, or, all of these guys are like... Obviously, Sidhu's album's coming out now. Actually, a side note. Before I ask this question, which is basically going to be like, what do you think of Punjabi hip-hop? What mm-hmm. do you think of... um Not the actual album itself but the way that it's being released from an artist side, releasing a song every few days on a 30 track album over two months is, do you see that as a positive or a negative? Cause some, like, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? So some people want to just have the album as a as a whole and just listen to it the, like a, a, as a masterpiece. But then Man. on the other side, there's the argument of, and to be fair, I think you you can listen to one song have a couple of days on it, show that song appreciation. Whereas if it was a full album, there's probably 15 tracks that you would just skip over. Whereas this is forcing you to listen to all of them. So like, what what's your sort of um, take on how it's been released?
0: When, when it comes to albums, um, it's hard to make an album these days because people don't buy albums. Like, like, you know, the albums we used to listen to, you had to buy one CD and Mm -hmm. you couldn't add another song to it. It just came with whatever, how many songs, and it would have an intro song and and the story would flow. It it would make sense from one song to the end. But nowadays it's like playlist. So, So whether you call it an album or a single or whatever, it's just a track. Like nobody's gonna listen to it all in one go. It's gonna be all random plays. Whoever likes whatever, you know? But I don't really consider these albums they're, they're just random tracks and it's really made very very fast so there's a lot of cookie cutter production going on there's a lot of like you know so to say it, at least. <laughs> it's
1: more like it's more like a collection of singles than an album yeah yeah exactly but even okay even if that is the case with albums in general do you think mm-hmm. that like obviously staggering the release like song per song do you think that's actually like a good thing coming from like the artist side like yourself so if you were to put obviously you've had albums out and some people will listen to the one or two songs more than the rest of the album but yeah. by staggering it you're forcing everybody to be like fucking i've put work into this appreciate every fucking song do you know what i mean like yeah is that sort of a good thing is that what we might see going forward a bit more or is it just like it's a one-off and it probably shouldn't be done
0: uh it, it really is just up to the artist like whatever makes them happy like I'm, I'm really not sure what goes on in their head but like hey i'm with it. if you would you you know whatever do it you know like my my style is different i take my time with things i like to work on one thing at a time i really try to give them a hundred percent and you know I, so so i mean i don't know i i release tracks on a slower pace i really just like to enjoy it while making it, I, I'm not in no rush. Like yeah. we chilling, bro. Like in no rush. We kicking back. We enjoying life. Making this music, you know. Really, really living this life. I'm not in no race and shit. Like, bro, we already won a long time ago. You know.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Um. So back to the question that
1: I interrupted myself with. I guess. um <laughs> What? What do? What do you sort of think of like the Punjabi hip hop scene now? So obviously doing it for twenty years now, and 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 like now within the past few years, it's sort of become. I don't know the the trend, the uh, fashionable yeah, whatever term you want to use, popular. Yeah, popular. I, I guess is the, uh, probably the easiest term. Yeah, um, it,
0: it, it's popular. People, you know, gravitate towards it. The uh, the kids really like it, I man. Um, I guess everybody's trying to do their best. You know what I mean? And ho- however it makes sense to you, do it. But my only thing is be organic, be yourself. When you try to be something else, it shows. And it's mad weak. When you see dudes doing up crip dance and shit in India, or like throwing up the West Side, it's like, bruh. Like, you know what I mean? It's hella fake. But, you know, to each their own, whatever makes you happy. I, I ain't really finna judge, you know, whatever. Like,
1: yeah, but it, you know
0: when i when i speak on other people's craft like that man they think i'm hating or whatever but like i'm selective about what i like i've been selective since childhood we never listened to weak shit we weren't allowed to you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, you know we grew up listening to things that made sense like people like you know like people that took their time they lived their life you know what I mean? Like nowadays, kid be like 15. He's speaking like he lived the life of 80-year-old. Like it's like, bro, <laughs> go to school, bro. Go learn something before you speak on things you don't understand, you know? So And,
1: and it must be weird coming from the, the point of view of like, you mentioned it already that you have lived the life. You, you're from California and you were like one of the first sort of people adopting this Punjabi hip-hop. And it is literally because you are there, you're Punjabi, okay. and you're around hip hop, do you know what I mean any clash too? Which is it's, it, it's all it's, I know, bro. Exactly. Know. Yeah. So mostly, that's why I wanted to ask the question, because it must be like a a weird thing of like you living through it and then seeing it become what it is, if that makes sense. And I'm not saying it's a A bad thing because personally, I'll be honest, I enjoy it. I enjoy a lot of the songs uh, that are coming out at the moment because as we were mentioning, I'm a big hip-hop fan growing up and I listen to a lot of Boundrabi music and the mesh of the two,
0: I like. I'm I'm a fan of quality. Like if it's quality music, if it's quality lyrics, Mm -hmm. if it's about something, if it came from real experiences, I'm with it. Yeah. But if it's like, hey, I'm gonna do this, and people gonna think I'm cool, whatever, bro. Yeah,
1: fair enough. I understand that. Yeah, I, you think know for, what I mean? Yeah, I think for me, like, um, I'm I'm more of a fan of producers, if I'm honest. So, like, I'll listen to okay, I'll listen to the song, but I'm not most of the time. I'm not really paying attention to lyrics. If I'm if I'm completely yeah, honest, yeah. unless there's some like.
0: And re- let me tell you, the, the writer isn't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one but, the, real, bro I mean they gotta write another song tomorrow they can't spend enough time on this which yeah, fair enough <laughs>
1: but yeah unless it's some like unless it's a real powerful stuff like and it makes and it forces you to listen then then fair enough but I think for me most of the time it's when, like, if I'm a father, when it becomes like,
0: like a when it becomes like uh like a factory or like a you know you just have to have product like it's hard to kind of maintain the quality because you you gotta have a new yeah. song every day so a lot of people just kind of like churn out
1: content up.
0: yeah people are buying it. as long as the customer is there they're gonna give them something bro
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i mean it might not make sense it might make sense to some people and most people don't care <laughs> you know what i mean and when you care too much they be like why do you care Just like it is what it is man like for me, I'm gonna listen to what I'm gonna listen to. Like you really can't be putting bullshit in my face. Be like, listen to this. Like a lot of time I listen to this shit. Like I, I really, ugh, I just want to puke some of the shit I be hearing, and so I don't know, man. I, I, I don't listen to too much stuff, but when I listen to it, it's gotta be quality. Is there any any artists
1: currently? That you think are authentically Punjabi hip hop, other than obviously yourself.
0: Um, yeah, my my boy Sangwan, he's dope. You know, people I work with, my boy Jesse saying he's dope. You know what I mean?
1: Um, I heard the track that you
0: did uh, Zindagi
1: with with Sangwan. Yeah, yeah, did you like it? Yeah, it's good. I liked it. I was actually yeah. gonna ask that. I, I was gonna ask a question about that as well, relating to this Punjabi hip hop, which is now, is that. Uh, and obviously when when you're listening to hip hop from pre 2000, it's mm. a lot slower pace than it is today. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like a lot more relaxed. You can clearly hear lyrics. You can clearly understand lyrics. There's no, no there's mumble rap or whatever you want to call it in there. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I don't know if it's okay. It could be in Punjabi music and in, like in English music as well, but there's none of that. Like if that sort of reminded me, Zimbugi reminded me of that. Didn't mean it was a yeah. lot. It was like, it's, so it's, ready,
0: It's really a hip hip hop track, like Mm -hmm. just the way it's built, like it's built from a sample. Yeah. It's nice,
1: nice, nice, slow, slower tempo than what you would get today. And you can clearly hear
0: it. It's a song with message and like, I held on to that sample for like, like, I don't know, 15 years. Like I came across this sample in like high school somewhere. And the lady saying few other lines but this one line really spoke to me so i chopped it up pitched it up kind of made a hook out of it basically she sings in the basically life don't ask me so many questions because every day you wake up your head is full of thousand questions bro like what's gonna happen What? what happened with the you know what i mean yeah so so that that was basically the concept and so that kind of gave me a base to what what to talk about. And, and basically, you know, I say what I said. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it to be fair. And I enjoy that the way that you cut that sample as well. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, that, a, it's like a little stagger and then let it play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it, yeah which is, it was really nice. Yeah, like real hip hop, you know, like yeah. real Punjabi hip hop, like hella authentic, man. Like, yeah, you know, uh, kind. <laughs> do, you remember that, um,
1: do you remember that track? Um, addictive truth hate do you remember that track
0: <laughs> yes yes yeah it sort of reminded me of that yeah. when i
1: was listening when i was listening to it it sort of reminded me a bit of that as well I was, that's, that's the vibes yeah that was that's been on my mind uh recently that track for for whatever reason uh, Bro, that's that,
0: why i like hip hop too because it's like it's one of those art forms like for one like it came from people who did not have instruments available to them you know what i mean they didn't have guitars or pianos or like teachers that teach them how to do shit. It was like you made something out of nothing, whatever was available to you. If it's a record, you can chop it up and you can make a beat out of it. And you basically come out with whatever you got. Like if you don't have singing lessons, you still, whatever, you still got a gift. You know what I mean? So I found my home in hip hop for that reason, because it allows you to just come up with things out of nothing like you may not have a guitar or a piano or whatever but the whole point is you got to make the best out of whatever's available to you so that's what i've been doing all my life like man like i i know i'm not the best musician i know i'm not the best producer or the best writer but do whatever's here i do something with it you know what i mean it makes sense to me it makes sense to a few other people like and, I think you
1: might be a bit harsh on yourself there. Like, man's got a fucking truck with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fucking
0: chill out, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really, though, I that was just, I don't even know, man. I guess I'm blessed, but, like, really, I got a long ways to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just getting started, bro. Like, like, but whatever it is, I love it, man. I love it. I'm really here for it.
1: I understand. You know? it's, well, it's always continuous learning, isn't it? Like, the day you stop learning is the day you're dead. Do you know what I mean? That's how I see it.
0: (laughs) Big facts, big facts.
1: But uh, talking about, uh, you said before, like you've got a long list of names of people that you've worked with and things. my Research, Jasmine Sanders. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I did did her first album.
1: Um, So how, um, how did that come about then? Because again, this is someone who's quite provocative, quite breaking boundaries, all of these things, like quite different yeah uh not the normal again which is very much like Punjabi hip-hop the way that you were doing it early on is it's not the normal it's a bit different it's a bit pushing boundaries is that sort of what uh attracted you to work with her how did that whole thing come
0: come I I, I never wanted to work with her
1: oh okay (laughs) let
0: me tell you like um like we all live like me Bohemia and Jasmine we all live within within like 20-30 mile radius of each other right so when i was working with bohemia and uh we would be out in clubs and shit performing or whatever and jasmine being local to us used to be at the same parties so like that's kind of like where we met and she knew i was doing music so so you know she would basically bother me (laughs) about working with her like sending me her demos but i never really liked her energy like I'm way too laid back and cool when she hella high fee for me, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but she used to be just around a lot, like, you know, every party we was at, she was outside or whatever with her friends to a point where like one day she just convinced me to work with her and I was like, aye, right, whatever, it's cool. And, you know, she pulled out, we started recording and we, we made that Muskan song and. It did really well i think the same day we dropped it some jazzy b track drop and we literally got like seventy thousand hits in a day you know and jazzy b got like 40 or something oh. so like the, i think simply Pangda website had put it out or some shit like that i don't really remember the details um but yeah so that and the way that track came about too like she I was working on a beat and she had picked up the song from this dude named Lali Gil and she came to the studio and like she started singing it it started cool it sounded cool you know we 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 made a demo basically we made some rough like you know like guide vocals and I was like you know I'll work on the beat and finish it later and we'll do the final vocals later and we try to record like those vocals again, like four or five times, but the energy wouldn't come across. It, it just wasn't the same. So whatever is released, it's the first take. <laughs>
1: like, oh, okay. Fair enough.
0: Those are the demo like it really came out good. And like shout out to my boy Coco, you know, coast across he, he helped me co-produce that track too, because I took it to him and like, he really helped me polish it up and balance it out. And so I mean, you know we put the magic on it and it came out dope and then we decided to work on more tracks we made a whole album and uh she used to go by a different name and i used to i told her like not not to go with that name keep your actual name because it's a little bit more classy or whatever and
1: i don't know what what was it? do you remember the name or
0: her name was pimp jabby
1: oh okay
0: yeah, I, I didn't like, even know that to be fair. That's that's quite see, funny yeah, thing. yeah. I told her I was like, we're not gonna do none of this, shit. Like, you, <laughs> know, you know what I mean. <laughs> but but anyways, so I mean I was I was basically trying to showcase her talent, you know. I was like, You're fluent in Hindi, Punjabi, and English, so let's do a couple of Hindi songs, a couple of Punjabi, so people could like really see your you know how diverse you are, mm-hmm. and um so that's how the album was it was english hindi punjabi mix it was really like a like a multilingual or whatever and when i took it to labels like mumbai i went to universal sony and these labels and i played it to them they were like oh we don't know how to market this they're like we 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 don't really know which market to market it in and they were basically telling me this this is not the vibe like and so everybody said no you know we came back home or whatever decided to do it independently and uh we we dropped it we got a good response people started liking it and just kind of like went from there but yeah I was I, I was part of that too <laughs> <laughs> how do, how does it work when you approach and labels and
1: things because obviously like you hear about the music industry and it's it's not always the nicest environment to be in i guess is the probably oh not for artists
0: yeah. for artists like bro, bro, oh lord like the, the labels are trained to like break your pride and spirit like right away like no matter how dope you think you are the first thing they're gonna say oh they can't market it it's this and that we're gonna need to put more money here and they're really not your friend bro like like the businessman yeah and and they're a bunch of liars bro like if they wanna sell some, they'll tell you like this shit is gold. And you know, if you're a new artist, they're gonna to try to treat you like new. you know. Right. So it's just weird, man. I don't really I don't really deal with those who like I'm in my own world, like I'm in my own zone. I do my own thing, like I'm really just me, bro. Like
1: I was gonna say as well, because like obviously because you have been around for like through different stages of obviously first printing out the cds and having to sell them yourself and leaflets and all these shows and then getting to like labels to to obviously put out songs like that but then flyers yeah exactly so it's like it's from like grassroots level to labels internationally and then
0: real legwork bro like real legwork
1: but around like 2013 2010 to 2015 is probably Mm -hmm. like soundcloud and and all the streaming youtube starts to become a bit more popular now do you think like you don't even need labels really nowadays if you if, no 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 and if you thank good, god
0: we don't need them bro because the people that be in positions be a bunch of weirdos you know what i mean they really don't know nothing about art yeah like you know and they they look at you as a product not a human being or artist not a soul it's just you a product and you know um really a shitty place to be for artists around these people
1: you still see though that like some people who do get successful on on streaming platforms build their own audience can then take themselves to a a label or a label actually goes to them because Mm -hmm. they've got such a wide audience but that so that's like the the shoes on the opposite foot if that makes sense like yeah it's
0: like how many views you get in in
1: yeah because you see like these tiktok stars they got like music labels now or, or like music contracts because they're popping off on tiktok or whatever but then surely that's like that puts the um the power in the artist's hands because they're the ones yeah. with the, the audience so it's, it's...
0: Yeah, and it does and and labels are still over there trying to do the same thing they were doing they're still trying to capitalize it off of them just in a different way it's more digital now
1: yeah it's always you know. it's always really fascinating to hear because, uh, you know, like when a, a song goes on to the charts and things, it's really it's it's weird to sort of see how much like actual album sales, whether that's like it, whatever you're buying compared to how many streams something has and how all of that affects like, the charts. It's it's a very murky industry, but it's it's quite interesting when you get into like the little nitty gritty. Yeah, I remember there was um there was a bit there was a bit of an article written maybe last year, I think it was. Do you, you remember when Six Nine came out of jail? Very <laughs> so so I know this 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 podcast is all over the place. Yeah, now we're talking about Six Nine. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember when he came out of jail and it was that song Goobe, I think was the name yeah. of the song. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that should have been number one because the amount of hype that was around him coming out of jail and, and all of that stuff. But apparently it was something like the labels is basically. Dropped a bunch of money on whoever was second. I think it might be like Ariana Grande or something, and then she went first. And there was like this wow. article basically detailing like how labels can do this. And I, I was reading it, it; was it was mind-boggling. Like if if you buy merch, they include it as a, a CD sale. So like, I yeah, I think that I think that's how they did it. So oh, is it
0: sales overall or
1: something? I think so. So basically, what they do is, I think if you buy like a T-shirt or a hoodie, they mm-hmm. will um, they will basically say that they'll put like an album basically with the t-shirt or the hoodie quote unquote with (laughs) um with like air marks i guess around it and then if so ariana grande or whoever it was released like t-shirts for her song then every person who buys a T-shirt counts as another album sale. Not even a stream, like a full album sale or something. Just
0: a sale, huh?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it was really interesting to read about. I don't know, like how much that was <laughs> product. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> product. It,
1: it's all product. It's all just additional out product at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, it's it, Yeah, it's not art. It's not a song. It's not it's business. business. Product, product. Yeah. <laughs> business, which is, yeah. which is That's that's what I was trying not to be, man. I, I I'm not making products, bro. like we're not cooking cutter it's like we're not making sandwiches but we cooking slow this is real flavors
1: so is that is that transition from technology obviously is benefiting you then because that means you can just do whatever the hell you want at whatever pace you want you can just upload things yourself to youtube soundcloud spotify all of that crack yeah
0: it's exactly what i'm doing too bro because i want to like grow old with my art and still be proud of it when i'm older look back be like man i really put my heart into this thing yeah like, you know what i mean i ain't cut no corners man I and i lived a good life i enjoyed what i made i was really in there in the moment you know what i mean
2: mm-hmm.
0: like to me that's priceless man people can't say that shit. like me i'm really blessed the way i do my thing bro like i don't even gotta book no studio time i do what i want when i want like it's crazy bro like god's been hella good to me like you think you
1: have to have them bad experiences, though, to, like, uh, to get to this conclusion?
0: Yeah, you don't just have to have them. You got to fucking enjoy them. <laughs> I mean, for real. Like, you can't just be like this bad. You got to be like, damn, that's bad. Let me see how bad it could get. Like, you got to be there. You feel I me? Mean? Like, like, life be in your face. You know what I mean? If life is hard, you got to be like, bitch, I'm hard to bring it. Like, uh, Like, you know, you got to live it. Like, you can't be scared of this shit, bro. You 100%. know, 100%. Uh,
1: uh, another song that I want to try, uh, touch on on yours was Punjabi Ball. Yes. Um, fairly new. Again, um, I should probably say at this point, uh, shout out to Art by TDR. I think he's the one who did the album Art on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the, I,
0: yeah. The cover Art on to, that. I had to make him part of this because, like, the whole concept was, like, I wanted to make a, a a project that was really, really hip-hop and it was really, really Punjabi. And uh, and I and I wanted to include all the elements like from sampling, you know, and from graffiti. So I know how TDR gets down. I reached out to him, I was like, bro, I'm making a song that's dedicated to her mother tongue, Punjabi. And and since it's a hip hop track, I need the hip that graffiti element to it. You know what I mean? And it, he was down, so he did that Punjabi bold tag. Like he designed the artwork so like it it was really a blessing to have him on that project and then also i spoke to Singh. me and him our stories is really similar because we born in punjab but we came abroad and started living this life and we fell in love with hip-hop and like and that's our life hip-hop and punjabi you know so when i spoke to him i was like bro i want to do a song like with the you know including all the hip-hop elements and I, I i need you to speak your side of the story and just about remembering wh- where you come from and remembering who you are like you know what i mean and you know where you had it and let's keep it punjabi and that's why i sampled that lady Where like that really resonated <laughs> with me because you know punjabi because yeah. to me that was like the dopest thing anybody could have ever said like the way she said it too the lady's literally speaking Hindi to her and she goes Punjabi and like she don't even care if it's Hindi or whatever. It's like if it's Punjabi, it's good. If it's anything, I don't care. Which is you amazing
1: because this uh, that was a point that I wanted to make. Like I had that written down as well is that uh, on that track that's I really like that part of it because you know like when these Instagram pages like the meme pages and things they cycle out all these these uh videos and, mm-hmm. and it goes viral. And that was one of them videos that went viral, dude. I mean everybody had seen that basically because it was it was like a it was such a iconic sort of video.
0: Yeah even though it was funny bro it really spoke to me like that yeah. was hard what she said like Punjabi bro like you know how everybody trying to take Punjabi out of Punjab they want to force Hindi on you, Urdu on you and all this extra like inside shit. Nah bro. it's Punjabi forever. You Which know
1: is, is so dope because when you get that sort of
0: um pop culture I guess and integrate it in. Bro, listen to oh, the sick. opening lines, you know, Punjabi meri boli meri jante. te. Punjabi boli ni Punjabi de Esan bade shan te. You feel me? Punjabi utte jind guruban te. Sana pendi gal karni hai na. Ragaan khun Punjab da. Last name singh, lagda is saab na. Kanda na koi na makabla. You Smashed know? It. Smashed it, yeah. No, I,
1: was, <laughs> I, I, was, I listened to it a few times and, I, and honestly, I really enjoyed that one because, you know, like, and I don't want to make sort of I don't want to keep on making comparisons, but there was a few other videos that sort of got turned into songs and things which were a bit more comedy based, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
0: not, not, not this this is from the heart, bro. This, this is, is gonna live forever. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah, which was ve- which is good because like as I say, I mean that Sardamunda the VR was one of them videos that you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what was the other one? I the boy was that what was it, that lady who said um but they were like comedy yeah, songs. Whereas this comedy, was yeah. One of them, like one of their videos, similar to them, but obviously flipped yeah, this, it. To, like, quite this a is a song. statement,
0: yeah, I mean, exactly. Statement, and it's like, yeah, and it's, it's real hip hop and it's real Punjabi. There's no confusion, like you know what I mean. We sampling, there's graffiti, there's like real bars, you know what I mean. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, two MCs just going at it from the heart bro like it just it's just it just makes me feel good bro like like you know what I mean how can yeah. that you get bro like
1: no nah, it 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 was a good it was a good try did w- was that influenced by the farmers protest or was it did it come out just beforehand because it, 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 when I was looking it was like around the same time so I didn't know if that was um
0: no it wasn't really influenced by that it, it, it was just a thought that I just had it back on my mind I was okay. going to do this track eventually, it came to my head when I heard the lady say Punjabi, I was like, this is hard, like, yeah, I got to do something like that. so, so I was already going to cook it, but and I, when I got into touch with Singh and I shared the idea with him and he he was like, let's get on it together. So when, when he was down it, that's when I decided to actually finish it. But I was going to take my time with it, probably finish it later because I have so many projects that are half done, but I don't finish them. But when me and Singh started talking, we were like, oh, I felt like this would be a good collaboration between me and him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we shot a quick video, you know, but yeah, it it felt good to do that. Like, so when I do projects like that, that's, that's what I live for, bro. Yeah, It, it still speaks to my soul. Like, you know, there's no profanity. We're not trying to be no thugs, bro. Like, man, just regular human beings you know what i mean we just proud of where we came from bro like i i, I wouldn't want to be nothing else in the world dude like i'm a really proud Punjabi and shit like 100 you know?
1: it shines through you yeah. mentioned that obviously you've got like upcoming projects and things so but what can um anyone who's listening
0: expect <laughs> Oh, ma- major major fire this this you see this shirt this is the new song that i just did it's, Brinde it's with my boy Chima Beats. Okay. So so I got few tracks with Chima Beats. Shout out my boy Chima, that's my baby right there. Um, and I got a pretty much an album with sing. Um, so that and I got like man bunch of unfinished tracks that are just me alone, but it, you know it's one project at a time. Yeah. And 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 I got about like. 80 people on pause that, that want to collab. I just don't have no time. I'm just not available, bro. Like, and the way I take my time with things, like, dude, they're going to wait forever. <laughs> because it's quality over quantity. Like, I'm not really just, like, making sandwiches, bro. We yeah. Slow cooking. I get you. You know?
1: I get you. And I, well, I think it's, it's been, like, the running theme throughout. It's if it's organic and and obviously if it speaks true to you, then mm. it doesn't matter if, Hundred people, a million people, ten million people will listen to it. As long as you're happy with it, then and and I think yeah, that's that's what most artists like true artists uh, probably are like. Because we're
0: making something that's gonna live forever. Like yeah. even when I'm gone, probably five hundred years later, people are gonna dig this shit up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like the way I do, Varisha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> here and all of these classic. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that I think
1: that, that's that's it because like my playlist, I'm not even kidding, yeah. Like I've just been to the gym before and mm-hmm. the majority of my playlist is basically rap from when I wasn't even born, probably. Like most of it's <laughs> yeah, NWA, yeah. so that sort of even like Biggie's probably my favorite rapper. When it was
0: when it was really hard to make a song.
1: Well, exactly, yeah, exactly. And I still listen to that 30, 40 years later. And then now you, you could, could
0: just sit in your living room. I make a whole song like back in the day bro you had to write the song like edit that fix it book the studio time it was expensive and if you fucked up that was costly
1: exactly yeah
0: you know? exactly whereas
1: like now you just think the majority of music that's made today because
0: you make it on your phone
1: well exactly yeah but th- there'll be that many people who will be just like um training out music and it might not actually be to a high level and so it's mm-hmm. probably not going to last the test of time or it's not going to be listened to in 40 years whereas mm-hmm. that music will it'll be timeless which is which is it's just mental to be fair like my favorite music was made before i was even born do you know what i mean which is nuts to say <laughs> right.
0: same here broke. yeah exactly quality is quality bro there's no substitute for quality you 100%. know and, and and anything else man we don't got time for it honestly life is short please don't waste my time with old trash bullshit, like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, 100%. man, I don't know. We fly high, man. I like shit that's up there, not fucking down there. <laughs> 100
1: <laughs> yeah, percent and and again just to reiterate the point of that uh, like i said before big shout out to all tdr i think i've said that so many times on this podcast yeah i'm just like no thank no we for, need to give him
0: like five more shout outs bro it, I, I always say like
1: credit where credit is due like if anybody helps you in life there's no point in saying that shit afterwards or anything like you say it as it is he, he helped no, me no, organize no. this podcast so Big shout out to him, and he's out, he's helped me organize like three or four podcasts. Bo, so far, so. can't banda, yeah, like. yeah. now he smashed yeah, it. So, yeah. Even, even like, he, I would, he even did.
0: did you see this? Hold up, let me show y'all something real quick. This piece right here, this is an original piece by TDR, bro. It says, it says, Mix Machan, yeah, in, in Punjabi, and you got the signature right there. That's it. You know what I mean. And I got a few more. I just haven't got them printed yet, but they're coming. That's dope. is, you know, and honestly, he's a such a nice lad.
1: Like, obviously, he's helped me organize a quite a few podcasts now. Even like yesterday, um, uh, I asked him. I was like, "Look, is there, is there any sort of sort of hidden gems that you could give me on Mixman Sean that I could ask him?" And he was like, "Yeah, man, I'll give I'll give you a quick phone call." And he gave me a bit of a lowdown, a bit of behind the scenes information. So, uh, no, his
0: uh he's really familiar with my story like from day one he's been like a, a good genuine listener yeah like yeah 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 that's that's my boy bro 100 <laughs> percent. so big shout out to him um hell yeah just before we
1: wrap up uh i, I just want to say like thank you again are we done <laughs> well is, is is there any other uh, is there any other topics no 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 no, no no
0: no it's good it's good i'm just joking hey for real bro thank you for having me on this like this is this is good times, man. Thank you for giving me a chance to share my story.
1: No, anytime, yeah. man. I, I appreciate your time, and obviously, uh, as he told me yesterday, like, I don't think any like this is your first like long form sort of interview uh, or podcast yeah. or yeah. So and and I appreciate it's a, it's you trusting first. me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate you trusting me for to do that because obviously. Some people like come in and, and think it's a it's like some daunting experience, but I, I just say it's a conversation and there's a few topics we'll talk about and it's just a conversation. So uh, and I appreciate your time for that.
0: Likewise, bro. Hundred percent,
1: hundred percent. But uh, as as you might have seen, I, I like to round off each episode with the same five questions that I ask every guest. Um, which is sort of in a quick fire fashion. So mm-hmm. we'll just get started with these. Let's go. Okay, actually I say the quick fire. They're a bit deep, so you might have to think about them a tiny bit, but <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> the first one is what are you most proud of?
0: Being Punjabi bro.
2: <laughs>
1: what are you most looking forward to?
0: Waking up tomorrow.
1: But yeah fair enough um that's a good answer I've never had the answer to be fair so it's taken me a bucket a tiger that, that is a very good answer um what is your biggest motivation
0: life bro I got a lot of motivation uh just to man just be a good example for the for the kids that look up to me my cousins my nieces and nephews my, that's my motivation like I really just want to lead by example because I know they watch you know what I mean mm-hmm. so you know how kids like they're going to do what you do not what you tell them to do so my whole thing is whoever's looking up to me I'm trying to lead them by example so like that's my motivation to do something right for them be a good example be a good role model you know that's why I wake up and I go hard because I'm like they're watching me
1: Smash it, that's a good answer.
0: Um, what is your definition of success? Um just waking up on your own time and you know, maintaining peace with your parents, you know what I mean, and being there for them. Just uh just you know, being able to help somebody, bro, when they need it. living
1: free enough to be able to do whatever you want and help whoever you want
0: yeah like no no schedule to just do whatever
1: yeah and um last but not least because it's the culture cast podcast Mm -hmm. how do you think your culture has affected you in your life so far
0: my culture like where i live at or like where i'm your
1: culture your culture i say this and and because obviously the majority of my guests have been punjabi Mm -hmm. um they 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 do gravitate towards a Punjabi answer. However, Mm -hmm. the way that I see it is is sort of like the first part of the conversation is your culture is your Punjabi background, your Californian background, the Mm hip-hop roots, the- Could you repeat the question one more time so I can get it right? Because it's a CultureCast podcast. How has your culture affected you?
0: Bro, it really just shaped who I am. I wouldn't be who I am if I wasn't born in Punjab and I wasn't raised in Cali. I would have been an entire different person. I don't know what my life could have been, but the way it's turned out, I'm I'm, I'm happy with it. I like where I'm going. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm grateful every day that I wake up. You know what I mean? I'm thankful for all my struggles, all my darkness that I see, everything, bro. Like everything I faced out here, like I'm just thankful for it, bro. The lows and the ups, like everything, dude. Like it, it's been a crazy journey. It should began overwhelming sometime, but like, man, we out here, bro. You know, Rabby, the Athletic Legion jehida, he's going bro. He no stopping.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I really like that because you need to sort of appreciate the lows to appreciate the highs. Hell yeah. Hundred percent. So I I really really enjoy that answer. To be fair, I quite like that. It's 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 really fascinating because I ask everybody them five questions because they're all, they are all quite deep you have to ask them at the end I can't just ask them at the beginning because it's a bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit too full-on that it is so you've got to yeah, ask them at the end when you, you got to warm, warm up exactly you got to warm, warm up and know the month affairs before you can ask them but it's such a <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean I can't just be like "Yo, are yeah what's your disposition of success do you know what I mean you've got you got to sort of warm up and I think what what happens is, is because obviously we talk about your life and your story and and all these sort of Uh, uh, well we just scratched the surface in this podcast but because we sort of get an insight into you when you hear them answers it's you get that deeper understanding of why you're saying that if that makes sense and and I I really like everyone's perspectives of of them similar questions because they are so subjective you can ask the same questions to everybody and everybody's pretty much gave different answers which is it's um it's really fascinating
0: I should be you know everybody is different you know 100% 100%
1: 100% 100% that's why it's so interesting to speak to so many different people um true, true, true. again like I, I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate your stories and maybe we can get a part
0: two with even more
1: stories uh, down the line yeah. or something
0: and we can no, I, I, I'd be done bro I got stories for days <laughs> I, lived, I, I I lived a pretty crazy life my, my life is a damn near movie bro yeah <laughs> maybe we'll see a movie one day as well <laughs> i don't know you know, i never planned nothing in life but whatever happened god got me here like he held my hand i'm here i don't know what's next but i'm looking forward to it like
1: 100 you know. uh wh- wh- where can people follow you if they if they want to do so is it i've got your twitter your instagram youtube is that the main mm-hmm. places
0: yeah pretty much and like don't follow me home or nothing like that <laughs> sorry say that again my God, my God, don't follow me home or nothing like that. yeah no 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 no. but let's hope not let's hope not okay. nah, nah. i'll leave my the brother.
1: i'll leave the links to instagram facebook uh, instagram twitter and youtube in the link in the description um and then people can go follow you on them sites
0: yeah yeah for sure i appreciate that brother
1: perfect Thank you again for your
2: time, and uh, I'll catch everyone in the next episode.